Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. Thank you for joining us the day after the uh, Superb Owl. <laughs> we're recording this on... Ooh, ooh. We're, we're recording this the day before Superb Owl Sunday. <laughs> All right, so you want to try that again with the owl? Very good. That doesn't sound like that was that was me hand whistling. I wanted to you just reminded me of it and I wanted to see if I could. Very good still fully do it. artistry there. So <laughs> I mean it would have been better without all the blowing noises, I'm sure. Yeah, so we can edit those out. Loki so, Loki was very interested in what was, I was doing. He was. So it, yeah, so it this is uh we're recording this today before the Super Bowl. This episode will air the day after the Super Bowl. So either Kansas City or San Francisco won. My money's on San Francisco. Who are you picking? Well, it's no fun if I pick San Francisco. <coughs> oh, hey, Lex. So uh, I'm going to go with um, Kansas City then. Okay. I think Loki is for Kansas City then because he was barking <laughs> for that. Yeah. You know what? One thing it got me thinking with the Super Bowl is the the saying, uh, I'm going to Disney World for the MVP. Oh, yeah. So I looked it up. That actually started in 1987. That was the first time it happened. And it was actually the idea of Michael Eisner's wife. They were having dinner with the first people to continuously fly around the world. And they asked them, now that you've accomplished all this, what are you going to do? And they said, without hesitation, I'm going to Disneyland. And <laughs> she turned to Michael and said, you know, that's a good slogan. And that was the first year, the Super Bowl MVP, they had them say it. And ever since then, who's ever the MVP, they have them record that. And that's always the commercial. So <laughs> little little tidbits. So it's been going on for, for quite a long time. Yeah. Since wow. 87. So. All right, so uh, jumping into Disney news this week, I, one thing I think I was kind of surprised by this. So if you watched the Imagineering story, you saw the next generation uh, anima- audio animatronics. They call them the stuntronics figures that can fly through the air and do acrobatic With the greatest stunts. of ease. Yes, exactly. And we talked about this maybe a year ago because there was some like initial video of them testing like it, them. Yeah. I feel like it was a little more recess recent, but well, right. So but it was the same video essentially that they showed in the Imagineering story. And you know, it's really cool. It, you, you have them doing these superhero poses and you know, it was just like, they're working on it. Well, apparently they're ready for prime time because Disney released a video of Spider-Man flying through the air, which is very clearly one of these, animatronic figures if you watch the imagineering story that figure's doing the same poses as the spider-man figure's doing <laughs> and so they announced God. this this figure is going to be doing a stunt show at dca when the avengers campus opens so i'm pretty surprised it it made it that quickly yeah that's insane and i think this is going to be incredible to see in person yeah i mean you got to figure it's going to be able to do things that humans can't do or that Disney can't risk a real human being doing. So it's going to be this really interesting balance between uh, like, I don't know. It, it's just going to be able to, to go beyond the bounds of anything else that they've ever been able to pull off. Well, if you see it, they basically launch it in the air 
if, if you've seen the video, it's, it's essentially a trapeze artist. They launch it in the air. It can do flips and poses and everything, and then lands in a net on the other side. So I think it's more of a safety issue. I mean, a person could do it, but you don't want to be launching a person in a costume like that yeah. a lot. My thought is this is going to be a mix of an actual uh, actor and the animatronic so that they have an actor doing something on the rooftops, part of a show, and then when they do these high-flying stunts, it will get switched out with the animatronic, and then it'll get switched back into the actor. So that's kind of my thought, is it will be a blend, and I think it will turn out really well. Yeah. All right, so a couple other pieces of Disney news. Disney is continuing their march for remaking all of the animated classics. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And they've announced that they're going to be making a live-action Bambi. Okay. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is gonna be in the same vein as kind of like uh, Lion King and Jung, um, Jungle Book, where you know it's it's live action kind of in quotes, but it's it's pretty much completely animated. And yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I know a lot of people online were saying, "Oh, great! Now a whole new generation of children can be traumatized by <laughs> by seeing the death of of Bambi's mom," but. Yeah, I mean, I all I these movies continue to make money. And I think, it, I mean, it's whether you live, like the live action remakes or not, it does bring it to a new generation. I mean, I'm sure most kids today have not seen the original animated Bambi that came out 50, 60 years ago. So there's a way to kind of introduce them to this. But yeah, I, I don't know that we need to keep remaking all of these old movies. Uh, it's the thing is that Disney. This is part of what I've talked about before is Disney kind of knowing where their, I don't want to say knowing where their place is, but managing what they are. And I would honestly just rather see them take the computer technology that they have available now and use that to reanimate and add more depth to the scenery. And instead of making everything live action, I would prefer to see them just up up the ante and, and maybe just maybe fix them up. I don't know. I, no, I completely disagree with that. I, I, I think that makes no sense to take the original animated version and just redo it. I, I think that... But I, that's exactly did, what they're doing. No, but, but they're making it live action. I mean, I mean, in this case, it's it's computer animated, so it's slightly different. But like with Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Mulan, they're getting live actors. Well, so it is completely different. I think saying, oh, just take this animated movie and redo the animation. I think that makes no sense. Well, I I'm think okay it makes, with all these I think it actions. makes more sense than completely re, like making live action adaptations of all of these. I mean, there's just certain things that I just don't think should be touched. And if you're going to touch it, I would prefer, because I, I just think that, I don't know, I'm a huge fan of the animation. I think it's really cool to watch something that's a cartoon and still can tap into those deep, emotional you know themes and and really capture your attention and tug at your heartstrings even though it's so very obvious it's not real so the fact that they're taking all of these and kind of making them look realistic um i think it takes some of the imagination out of it for me i don't i don't know i think it just kills a little bit of it yeah i mean like i said i'm fine with all of these so i think we kind of agree to disagree on this but yeah I, i'm good again whether we need to see bambi or not I'm not sure, but I'm I'm fine with all of kind of the live action remakes. With the the Disney Plus, the Loki show that's coming out on Disney Plus, they just announced that Owen Wilson has been added to the cast. 
Interesting. So, yeah, so I think that's very interesting. Don't know what role he's going to be playing, but Owen Wilson's going to be in that show as well. So I think he. I think that's shaping up to be a very interesting. He could definitely series. be a very good balance because he's he's a pretty funny comedian. I mean, he yeah, he not, has some good comic time. I'm not sure. Is he going to be really funny? Is he going to be a little bit more dramatic? Because he can play kind of both roles. I can see him as like. I don't want to say a friend to Loki, but part of a group of people maybe we're unaware of yeah, that I could Loki see him, connects with. Yeah, I could see him playing a, a similar anti-hero yeah, like Loki, yeah. where where he is not a full villain because he's somewhat comical and lighthearted, but he's not necessarily you know a, a full-out good guy as well. So. Yeah, so, I, I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And Tom Hiddleston is, you know, back training to get back into shape for Loki. He said he posted some videos on his Instagram of him doing some stunt work. So it, I imagine that's going to start shooting here soon because um, I believe that comes out next year. Wow. So well, he should just find out whatever Kumail Nagiani did and then do that. Yeah, follow the <laughs> Kumail, Kumail diet. All right. So for our main topic this week, kind of uh, another episode in our what's turned out to be a a continuing series where we take one park look at kind of the average ratings of the the attractions and the shows and things and talk about what we feel is kind of overrated or underrated based on everything else appropriately rated yeah or appropriately rated so so far we've done the magic kingdom and epcot so this week we're going to be doing animal kingdom so kind of working through the the Walt Disney World theme parks. And again, we've used the ratings from touringplans.com. That seems to be a good website that has uh, ratings of all the rides. And sometimes you, know, you, can, you can look up like, hey, what's the best ride? And you can find people just ranking them. But this is from like thousands of people. They take surveys to kind mm-hmm. of see what, what the ratings are. So uh, it goes from one to five as the scale. And again, it's kind of, you know, based on comparing the rides within the park. So we're not necessarily comparing and saying, you know, hey, um, this this attraction is a three, but compared to something in Magic Kingdom, right. that's a three. That doesn't really make sense. So it's kind of within the park. Animal Kingdom, it's very interesting because looking at this list, Animal Kingdom was different than other parks because there are a lot of things listed that I didn't recognize and then there were a lot of rides that I that were listed that I was like oh man I forgot that was there oh that's such a good ride oh like you don't think of Animal Kingdom as like the park you go to for the thrill rides but actually it has a lot of them yes and there's a clear there's some serious bangers well there's a clear one on this list too that is clearly (laughs) overrated oh yeah clearly overrated okay so but, but go ahead continue on okay well I mean I only found one that i thought was overrated and it's not really it's not a ride it's a it's a character it's a meet and greet um but on there they have divine listed divine is so if you look it up and i've seen we've seen this before divine is a character that is a bunch of vines and has face paint and kind of just hangs out right at the front of the park it it kind of i think it's a she yeah she blends in with with the, the other foliage. foliage, right? I mean, you can walk past her and not even realize she's there if she's not moving. Right. Right, right at the front of the park, usually right. kind of on the right side. Yeah, and in. she's rated as four stars, which to me was, I mean, I think it's cool, but for me, I was like, I mean, out of out of all the so things... you think that's that, a five star? 
compared to compared to some of the other stuff in here, you think? No, I think you think it, it deserves lower. to be. It's, it's okay. So you think it's overrated? So you think it's overrated? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going that it was underrated. Okay. So that's like a two to three star. I mean, you think about it. As far as what Disney is known for, um, and they have their own unique characters, that's something that they really borrowed from like Vegas. Like you can see that kind of stuff in Las Vegas, where you have a person that looks like a stone, and you see that all over the place. So, I mean, for that to be a highly rated Disney attraction, I don't really agree with that. So uh, that's my that's my opinion. So you, there. So you think that one's a little? That's uh, so you said it was four stars. Yeah, that's really high. That's. Rated up there with Dinosaur, which I think is very appropriately rated. Like, okay. it's not, it's an older ride that hasn't been, you know, it's it's been updated a little bit, but that's an older ride. So that's why it's not a five. If they really updated it, I think it could be a five, but it is still a really fun ride. It's a ride I look forward to riding every time we're there. Um, so I think that it would go pretty high up on the list. Yeah, I think that one, I'm not sure if it opened right when the park opened or shortly after. So that would, I mean, Animal Kingdom is going to be 21 years old this year. It turned 20 last year. Actually, if you check out, I think it might have even been our first episode we did about Animal Kingdom turning 20 and a little bit on the history of Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think so. So go was. back and, and check that out. Uh, hopefully, that sounds okay. That was a lot of episodes ago. Might go back <laughs> I was like, going to say, I would not want to be the one to have to go back and listen to us. Yeah. So, so d- Dinosaur, yeah, I, I could see that, that being a four. Uh, I'm I'm kind of with you on that, but yes, they're looking at this list. There is a clear number one for overrated, and it's the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Oh, wrong, so, wrong. And all right, you know, come at me. All right, I'm 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 sticking with this. Nope. It is listed as five stars. It is the only attraction or show or experience in the park. That has five stars. And again, this is according to touringplans.com. So at five stars, you mean to tell me Kilimanjaro Safaris is better than Expedition Everest at four and a half stars. And which should be a five-star attraction. And the only reason I can think of is that it's not five stars is because some people get motion sick on it. Avatar Flight of Passage is is four and a half stars. So if you're telling me that Avatar and Everest can only get four and a half stars. There is no way Kilimanjaro Safaris is a five-star ride. It's a great ride, but the ride, the rewritability isn't as, as great. I like riding it, but I don't necessarily have to ride it every time I go. But Avatar Flight of Passage, have to ride it every time I go. It still has like a two to three hour wait every time. Everest is great. Need to ride that every time I go. So, hey... Maybe an unpopular opinion. You can send me messages and disagree. Oh, don't worry. They're not going to have to because I'm about to shred you. But, <laughs> but at five stars, that, that should not be the only attraction at five stars. So I think it is, slight, if slightly overrated. overrated I, w- I would say if, if you're going to make the argument there, I think you might be able to say that some of these other ones could be highly more highly rated. But I can make the argument that so let me let's just go let's just dive right into it so i'm gonna get back to i swear i'm gonna get back to kilimanjaro safari but everest and flight of passage are both rated at four and a half stars so i can see kilimanjaro or everest could be a little bit better if you know of course um yeti was working so uh i would maybe dock a little bit from it it, it, it's a great ride it's a i mean it's a roller coaster that they literally made it so it can go forward and backward and you're riding it and I mean, 
like it's an going, engineering marvel. It, it's incredible. It is it's so amazing. cool. It's a fun rod. It's a blast. There's it's a also, rod I absolutely have to ride every time I'm there. There's also a hidden Mickey in the track. If oh. you look at an aerial view of it, the track is laid out as a hidden Mickey. Aww. So this is a fun fact. Check it out on, on uh, Google Maps and do the satellite view of Everest. There's a hidden Mickey in there, which <laughs> if they purposely did that, which I have to believe they did, is just another incredible attention to detail. Yeah. But they were able to design a ride that actually worked out in the shape of a hidden Mickey. Yeah. And then Flight of Passage. Okay. So let's talk about the 4.5 rating on the Flight of Passage. Um, you're right. Some people some people do get most motion sickness on yeah, Flight can, of Passage. It can be a little passage, intense. But my biggest issue with Flight of Passage is it is very your experience is very dependent on where you're sitting so if you sit i believe it's close to the center your experience experience is a lot clearer you can see the um you can see better it looks better if you're toward the outside you it gets a little blurry so i think that you're the um, experience varies a little bit too much. So uh, that's don't act I, like you don't love that ride and think I it's do. the best ride. I there. don't know. I'm, I'm not cutting up on it, but I'm saying it is appropriately rated at 4.5. Now let's talk. Okay. About, let's so if talk. that's appropriately rated, there's no way Kilimanjaro. No, let's talk about, Kil- let's talk about it though. Kilimanjaro Safari is a ride. So think about Everest. You think about flight of passage. Those rides, you ride them over and over and over and over again, and they never change. Now think about Kilimanjaro Safari. Kilimanjaro Safari could be completely, you know, just mundane, normal, one time you ride it. And the next time, you might get to see the giraffes come right up to your vehicle and stick their heads inside. The amount, like, the amount of times you can re-ride that ride and have a different experience is unlimited. So the fact that it has a five-star rating, I think is very fair because every time it's different. You ride it in the daytime, it's different. If it's raining, it's different. The animals might be more active. If you ride it at night, it's different. Like no matter when you ride it and what's going on, they're real living, breathing creatures that they can't control. So it is a very appropriate rating. I think that that point that you just made though is also... A, another reason why it shouldn't be five stars because well, you can ride it one time and not see as many animals. Well, the argument does work the other way because it's the same thing I said about flight of passage and how it yes. depends on where you sit. Yes, if you, but, you could have a bad ride. But I like the, my argument. Where the animals aren't out and somebody would be like, well, I mean, they're was, always out. But They might but, not be active. But you, yeah, they might not be active. You may not see them. So, so somebody should have said, hey, that was kind of boring. I really didn't see many animals or, or nothing happened and not giving it a five star. So I think... You just made my point for me that it is overrated at a five star. I again, think it's so again, impressive. Overrated. It's so impressive that they really do a good job of in real life. So, you know, you think of Flight of Passage. Wow, it is amazing. You are transported to Pandora, but it still looks like a screen. It, it looks like a very well done screen, but Not it's still a screen. Me. I believe it. But if you go I'm on, a on the Kilimanjaro Safari, it is like you are transported to Africa. You are going through, you're seeing animals close together that you would have to go very far distances to see in an environment that seems relatively legitimate. I mean, some of the animals that are enclosed, because like, they're in enclosures, whether or not you realize it, it seems very open. But the fact that they were able to 
design it so that it doesn't seem like they're in an enclosure. And then all those animals are in there together and integrated so well. And then you have the baobab trees. It seems like you're in Africa and you don't, you're flying to Florida. Oh yeah. I mean, it is really well done. And and I agree with you. I mean, it's a great ride. I just think at five stars, it's overrated. Or I Boom. guess I could conversely argue that if that's five stars, then Everest and Flight of Passage are underrated because they should be at least the same rating, if not more, than Kilimanjaro Safaris. So I still I'm still going with that. All right. And well, you is, have, you have right. the you have the right to be wrong. So, I will. I do want to add in real quick an, a little tiny argument for Flight of Passage is that Flight of Passage, they they also include scents in Flight of Passage, and they blow scents at you to go with what you're seeing, which maybe would raise my rating to a five. Yeah, I mean, because Flight of Passage was the it best. Is, it is immersive. Flight of Passage is the best ride that Disney has ever made until it sounds like Rise of the Resistance opened, because it sounds like Rise of the Resistance uh, is exceeding, living up and exceeding the hype, but... Up until that point, I mean, Flight of Passage was the greatest theme park ride, you know, I, I'd ever seen, been on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have ever been on. So it has everything. It's just, it blows my mind that Kilimanjaro Safaris is ahead of that. So, all right, this is unpopular opinion week for me. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate over this one too. So for underrated, I'm going to argue Rivers of Light is underrated. It's only three stars. Um, what? Yeah, it's only three stars. And I know a lot of people seem to hate this and and I've you know heard a lot that it's it's the worst show that they have at Walt Disney World. I do think Epcot Forever. Nope. Yep. Epcot is, Forever. Is not, is yeah, not but that good. I was going to say that was that's relatively that's, new though. And that's temporary. And again, we're not comparing across, but Rivers of Light isn't that bad. I actually really enjoyed it. I think people don't like it because there's not fireworks. It's it's the only one that doesn't have fireworks in it. If you look at the other shows, they're all. I mean, you know, Fantasmic has like the water screens and everything. It's just, but it has fireworks to it. So well, yeah, Rivers they- of Light tells. If you really watch it, it tells a great story about you know like animals and conservation. It's very much in theme with, um, with with. It's very much in theme with Animal Kingdom. And it, it kind of follows along that. So I think at at three stars, it, it's a little bit low because if you look at if you look at the four star attractions, you have the dinosaur. tree. You have dinosaur, which I think is is good at four stars. But you have the Tree of Life Awakenings at four stars, which is great. But I don't think it's necessarily a full star better than Rivers of Light. Also, the Wilderness Explorers is listed at four stars. And you have the Meet Your Disney Pals at the Adventure Outpost, which is three and a half stars. So I think, you know, having those as much divine as four stars that you talked about. I mean, you said that's (laughs) overrated. And so I think I just think at three stars, it, it unfairly gets a bad rap to a certain extent. And it's really not it's it's not worse than some of the other stuff that's a four star rating. Yeah, I don't know. I. Again, it's unpopular opinion week for me. If you're not comparing it across the parks, then I guess I can understand your argument. But yeah, it is not a very good show when it comes to all the other shows. I mean, you think about Fantasmic. 
and you think about, I mean, the Castle Show is always going to be well, happily ever the after best is one. the best. But it, it's a matter of when you're expecting Fantasmic, which has the water screens, which has which has the integration of characters, when it, which has the 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 fireworks. It really, it just seems like a, I don't know. It just seems like they phoned it in. Well, yeah, again, and like I said, though, I mean, we're not, like we kind of said at the beginning, we're not comparing it to the other shows across the park. So just looking at what is rated higher than it at Animal Kingdom, it's, it is better. I would rather go see Rivers of Light than some of the other things that are rated three and a half and four stars. It's very hard to be objective about this one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think another one that's low is the Discovery Island Trails. That's only two and a half stars. That's that's pretty low. I mean, that's the trail around the Tree of Life. You get to see the incredible carvings of the tree up close, which there are so many animals on there that you can't even see from far mm-hmm. away to be up close and see that. It's a nice little walk. It's a nice trail. At, at two and a half stars, that is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, Lee underrated as well. I also think that it is a little unfair because now, now going, <laughs> even though I just compared across parks, Animal Kingdom is supposed to be like the wilderness. It is a the wilderness in a theme park. So the fact that there's like little hikes and trails and things that just adds to the authenticity of the park and the par- like just setting setting the environment. So to rate something like that that makes it true to that environment so low, it seems unfair. And you know, that's something that is a really cool thing to go check out, take take a walk, just enjoy the environment. They take so much time to make sure everything like the foliage looks great there, the plants and everything. So yeah, I agree with you on that. That is very lowly rated. Uh, another one that I think is very underrated is the Tam Tam Drummers of Harambe. Okay, so this is ranked at three stars. That's three stars, right? Yeah, and I think that they must have docked it. Uh, I read the, I read real quick where it was reviewing it. So it said that it said that you could embarrass yourself dancing, and I thought that that was absolutely you embarrass yourself dancing anywhere. Well, yeah, but I also thought that was stupid. Like you're in Disney World. I don't know. I don't think about embarrassing myself when I'm in Disney World because, first of all, I don't live there. So I can act however I want. I mean, within reason, of course, but I can dance in the street and dance very poorly. It's not like I'm going to see any of those people ever again. You're in Disney. You shouldn't be thinking about whether you're embarrassing yourself or not. You should just be having a good time. And also, I don't know, I guess maybe this is the teacher in me speaking, but you are in forefront of a performer. So if they are seeing you engage with what you're doing, they're going to be happy. Um, so you just standing there tapping your foot, that's not feeding them much. That's not going to help to add to their energy at all. But if you get in there and you dance and you have a good time and you clap along, that is just going to give the performers more energy and they're going to be better at it. So I, I just think that that's an unfair rating because they are very talented. They are fun to watch. Um, it always seems to attract a crowd. So that just seemed like a very low rating for me. Yeah. It seems like most of the stuff on here, I'm finding much more that's underrated, I feel like, than overrated. Like, I, I think a, yeah, lot I only of, have one overrated. a lot of the higher rated stuff is, I think, pretty fairly rated. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes a lot of sense. Those are your real, like, real th- thrill rides for the most right. part. Right. Yeah. A lot, it's a lot of the stuff that, kind of like you said, it, it's the trails and things that get pretty low. Like, one thing that jumps out is, and I, I'm not sure. 
I guess this is rating of all time, but Rafiki's Planet Watch station is at two stars. That is insane. Now, just the regular Planet Watch station, I agree. That's probably a one or two star. You can skip it. There's not much going on. But now that they have the Animation Academy there, yeah. it's it's a three or four stars because I love mm-hmm. the Animation Academy. That's great. And so again, I'm not sure when this rating takes place. I mean, I think it's over time. So it's so I guess if you say without the Animation Academy, it's a one star, and with it, it's a three or four. Probably two does make sense. But I would say currently, if they're doing the 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 drawing classes, that it's definitely better than two. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, I think that we had, we had a very interesting, the last time we were there, we had an interesting experience right there at the anime, like at Rafiki's Planet Watch, where there was a keeper walking back with a sheep and she was walking right to past Rafiki's Planet Watch. Because they have like a petting zoo. Yeah, they do. And so she, she was walking, I saw all these people run over and I was just sitting waiting for you. And so I went outside and she was taught showing this sheep, this sheep doing all these incredible tricks. And it was, it was so much fun to learn about the sheep because I think that we generally, I mean, I always thought sheep were dumb. Um, they're, they're portrayed as being kind of just these flock animals are not very smart. And whenever we saw that she, I, I asked her, you know, what, what is the intelligence of a sheep? Because the sheep seems to be pretty good at following your, your instructions and she said oh this sheep's like as intelligent as your dog at home uh like you know el- average intelligence of like a two-year-old my so- dog is very intelligent mm. i i put him at at least a high school intelligence <laughs> <laughs> all right so hey did i ever you know tell you that story when i could talk to sheep i speak uh it's, it's only fluent a, sheep it's but only in new zealand i have a new zealand dialect with my sheep so we went to new zealand I don't know. have you ever tried american sheep i don't know i have to try that but i don't know if i've told this story on the podcast before but we went to uh, new zealand a few years ago and we went to visit hobbiton where they filmed the hobbit movies and it is on a working sheep farm and i was calling to the sheep <laughs> and they were responding to me and then you tried it and they did not respond at all so it is proof that i speak sheep uh, again, at least New Zealand. Maybe I just to, don't speak sheep. I'll maybe they respond to most people, and maybe it was just me. No, it was it was me. I will have to try here in America though to, to see if those sheep understand me. I didn't try the one at Animal Kingdom. You should have. I should have. I didn't want to seem like too weird in front of the trainer. Like, what remember are you doing? you're in Disney. You can't be embarrassed. True. <laughs> True. I guess. <laughs> no, honestly, I wouldn't. I would have probably hid in shame if you would have bad at the sheep, because. I, I hate when people at the zoo go up to animals and they like yell or pound uh, the right. glass yeah. or try to do something to get their attention. Um, yeah, these annoying. sheep were just in the distance running. I just kind of like call yeah. out to them. I have to go back to New Zealand and try again to see if that sounds like an incredible to reason to, to go back. They to have New Zealand. a ton of sheep in New Zealand. So, well, well yeah, the North Island, the South yes. Island, I don't believe has, uh, well, or, no, you know what? It was the opposite. I think, I think this North Island doesn't have a lot of sheep. The South has more, but we happen to be in one of the rare places. That yeah. Did well, have Hobbiton, them. Yeah. Hobbiton yeah. Sheep, I don't so. know. Somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong. Sorry, New Zealanders. <laughs> My memory's terrible. So, uh, another one that I have that it was underrated. I cannot like this blows my mind that the Navi river journey is only rated at three and a half stars. I kind of went back and forth on that one. I think three and a half stars makes sense the animatronic is is i think really where you're getting the three and a half stars because other than that 
there's not a ton going on in that ride. I, the only thing that I think that might be fair is that you're in front of the, the animatronic for too little amount of time. So it would be, I always find myself wanting more, but then again, it's, it's a good idea if, if you, you they leave more. you wanting more. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, so the fact that you're not in front of her for as long as you would like kind of, kind of stinks, but yeah, I, I think that three, three and a half stars for, I like the story with Navi River Journey. Well, how all, she's singing and you can hear her and all the animals are going there. And uh, like the black light and the screens, the integration of the screens that they use. And for a river ride, I think it's really well done and interesting. So I think that three and a half might be a little low. I think what hurts that ride is the weight because yeah. the average wait time of that is an hour it's a four minute hour ride. and a half. And if I'm waiting an hour, hour and a half, and then that's the ride, I'm coming off disappointed. Yeah. I think it's an expectation. You and I thing. have never waited that long. Well, the last time we went down, we did wait because we had time. I think we waited like an hour. We max. waited an hour. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. We still waited an hour, but we had ridden it before. We knew we had done everything else we wanted to. We had a fast pass for Flight of Passage, so we knew we didn't have to wait for that. So we're like, hey, we'll, we'll wait the hour for this. But yeah, I mean, if if you're going to Pandora, and again, it's all about expectations. If you're waiting like two hours for Flight of Passage, that's a great thrill ride. You you come off of that feeling satisfied, like it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. If you wait an hour, hour and a half for Navi River Journey. <laughs> Unless you're very nauseated. Yeah, well, true. In which case, then you feel like, oh no, why did I just eat all those churros but before I, I rode know, this ride? I think you know that going in. But yeah, but if you're waiting you know, an hour for Navi River Journey, you're probably coming off a little bit disappointed. And then especially, and I didn't realize this, I I learned this recently, that that attraction actually has a B mode. So if the animatronic goes down and they keep the ride running, they just put a screen up that shows a video of the shaman doing (laughs) the same things. That would be massively disappointing. I would be so mad if I waited an hour plus for that ride and then I didn't even see the animatronic shaman. It was just a screen. I'd be like... Are you serious? What what just happened? Like, yeah. why? I, I have to imagine if there's a long wait, they don't switch over to that because you are going to have a lot of disappointed people. You know, maybe if it's a slower time and the animatronic has to go down for a little bit. But I, I didn't realize how many rides actually had B modes I wonder, on them. Do they have a sign? Like, do they have signage at the front of the entrance of a ride to let you know that? I doubt it. Because I, I feel like that would be something I'd want to know because I wouldn't get, if, if I can't see that amazing animatronic, I'm not getting on the ride. And it could, and it could be that it, you know, it goes down unexpectedly and they just right. have to switch over, you know, type thing. Like I imagine if it's, if it is a long-term thing where something is really broken on it and it's going to take a while to fix that they would close the ride, but it is, it's only if it's like a minimal, I think thing, but yeah, I would be, oh, I'd be really upset and really get a low rating. So yeah. All right. So I think that kind of covers it. Again, it seemed like a lot more was underrated mm-hmm. than it was overrated. Yeah. I think Animal Kingdom in general is a really solid park, uh, especially, especially with Pandora. Yeah. With Pandora in the past several years, it has just become this fantastic park. And I know for people who first uh, visit the park, I know we haven't actually even gone to really look at the animals anytime lately. And I love that while, kind of yeah. stuff. But there's just so much to do there. And if you're not there for the thrill rides, you can go around and, and look at all the animals. So, I mean, that's the park that, quite honestly, I prefer to spend the most time in now. Yeah, I think and I mean, if it's hot, like we brought up before, 
it's the most shaded park, so it's the coolest. And I think it makes sense that that Animal Kingdom is the second most visited park down there behind the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Because it is, like you said, it is very solid lineup across the board. Mm-hmm. So except for that, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Wrong. A little overrated. Wrong. So. <laughs> if there is no episode next week, it's because Joe and I had a massive fight over this where <laughs> everybody stops listening yeah, and yeah. They're like oh so no i hey whatever everybody can have their own opinion just know that i'm the smart one <laughs> i'm the one who recognizes the importance of kilimanjaro safaris all right yeah so i think that wraps up if you kind of like this episode <laughs> just kind of like it or you know because maybe you're infuriated by it by my <laughs> opinions but if you want to go and hear what we thought of magic kingdom and epcot you can go check out those episodes. They're out as well. So I guess we'll have to do Hollywood Studios next to kind of round out uh, Disney World. And then maybe we can hop oh, over. No, to- no, no, no. We have to go back and then go to Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach so that we can finish the there's, other. There's not. A, I was going to say, I don't know if there's enough there to really <laughs> to really do stuff in the water parks. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to finish out the theme parks in Disney World and then maybe hop over to Disneyland. We could even do Tokyo as well. Mm-hmm. To do all those parks we but have i might need a refresher parks. course on the tokyo one on tokyo yeah how about a refresher on disneyland too we'll just go to both of them and we'll, sounds good and then that way we can we'll, fly from california to tokyo yeah that makes a whole lot of sense yeah so we'll have to maybe try to go back to those and, and ride some of the rides so we can take some good notes on really what's what we feel is overrated and underrated so sounds good to me yeah thanks everybody for listening again this week i think we're slowly marching to episode 100 we still have a little ways to go this is episode 88 oh race we have bring in 88 back yeah there you go we're getting fancy i'm, I'm, I'm sorry i'm you are so, so fancy <laughs> You're so off key. I'm so fancy. So, yeah. Any children listening to this is like, what song are you talking about? Yeah, they would probably know that song. (laughs) But yeah, so we have a few months left. But yeah, if so, if you have any, you know, ideas or topics, you know, that you'd like us to cover for the hundredth episode, you know, always looking for something. Maybe we'll have to kind of start planning. Maybe try to do something special for the hundredth episode coming up. So if anybody has any ideas, definitely let us know. You have to do the entire episode in Mickey voice. No, that would be terrible. We'll lose everybody. <laughs> nobody so, would nobody would listen. But you can uh, you can uh, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both, or you can check out our website, EnchantedEarsPodcast.com. You can see uh, all of our uh, back catalog of episodes there. Plus, you can submit a question for a podcast or for us to answer or a, a future topic. So you can check us out there. So everybody have a have a great week. Hopefully, everybody's uh. <laughs> recovering from the superb owl sunday uh, seriously we and, should have uh, off on monday and we're going to disney world right isn't yeah. that that's the thing oh, i mean we're not going but i wish we were i don't know i think i'm I'm still up for a trip in august disneyland not world okay but <laughs> we'll have to see so <laughs> all right well thanks for letting us your ears yeah thanks everyone have a great week see you next monday bye bye